welcome everyone to another episode of All Consuming Podcast. Today we get to talk about one of the best releases of the year. Hey, it's early, but you're right. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about Holy Name. Yes. Which just came out like t- almost two weeks from us recording this right now. Yeah. But before we do that, I thought we would catch up because the holidays are over and I haven't talked to you. It's been a minute, dude. Yeah. So what's new? You got anything going on? You know, I think this is a great time of the year. Uh, for me, like busyness is not really there. So like we're in between sports. I start coaching golf in like That's a stressful a sport. And- <laughs> Dude, no, it's so killer. I know. But like I go work on my short game, you know, get that working and just watch other kids, you know, uh, hit the ball. You're like, yeah, just do better, kids. <laughs> I'm trying to concentrate here. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is the extent of it. So... Got to prepare for that, but man, like I'm excited for the podcast. I, I'm excited to have some time to get some recording in and attack this mm-hmm. new music. It like <laughs> this is weird. This is weird. But speaking of the podcast, okay. So I got an email from a coworker at school, and she said, uh, "Hey, I hear you do a podcast. What do you use to edit?" And Instead of replying and saying, I don't edit Gary Is does. this a similar generation as us? Or? Yeah, 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 very, very similar. Okay. And instead of saying, like, I don't do any of the editing, I just watch Gary edit. You're like, oh, <laughs> let me tell you all the things we do. And so I said, you know, here's an option, like, for, for you know, if, if kids are doing a podcast, because that was her assignment, like, kids are recording an episode of a podcast, oh, okay. right? Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I said, hey, there's a free software. It's actually on, like, our district stuff. Is Audacity, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I said it's pretty user-friendly, even though I don't really. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> it's user-friendly, but I will never edit an episode. <laughs> and so, you know, if, if you need help, I got this guy named Gary. That, no. Um, <laughs> and so she said, oh, awesome. Thanks. You're the best, you know? And then, like, the following days, students mm-hmm. that were obviously in her class. Yeah. <laughs> when she explained, hey, Mr. Hogue said, here's what he uses for his podcast. Oh, no. Uh-huh. They all said, you have a podcast? <laughs> and they said, I looked up your podcast on Spotify. Well, I kid you not, dude. So this one kid's like getting really into it, like listening to it. Uh-huh. And uh, he listened to our Christmas episode. He said, oh, that second band was hilarious. It was un- the Undertaking, which right. is awesome. And he's like, but you guys are kind of boring. <laughs> Ow! I know. I was like, you can't say that to my face. And so, if there's an uptick in listens, or if an uptick in follows, or whatever, it's because a bunch of high schoolers were told by their English teacher that I have a podcast, and here's what I use to edit. That's awesome. Yeah, that's exciting and awkward, and very much. You know, like we don't talk about anything. Like, like this is a very family friendly podcast, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any worries about, like, any of that, you know? But, like, it's just like, okay. They're like, you really, like, listen to that music? No, I just make a podcast about it. And- <laughs> I just have all these opinions, and I've been doing this for two years, but I don't really listen. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's what I'm going through. What, what uh, What's up with oh. you? Well, I don't have anything that exciting. I mean, <laughs> holidays are over, which means everyone, like, my company is, you know, global. So everyone's back to work, and now all these things are happening. And I've been working, like, 12-hour days for, like, three weeks. Yeah. It's been killing me. Oof. But I'm excited to get back to recording and talking about stuff. 
and for, uh, sure. for work to chill out. Yeah. But so I'm here in my sweater blanket. Got See, my coffee. You're really I'm, chilling right now, dude. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm toasting now. This thing's getting kind of hot. So if you, you you obviously can't see Gary, but he has what I would say is a Snuggie. He, he swears it's not. It's not a Snuggie. So Snuggies, you just put your sleeves through on the front, right? And it's just a blanket. Yeah. This is a sweater, right? It's got a little hoodie. It's got pockets. But it's like gigantic. And it's like a big old fleece blanket material. So it's so, like a Snuggie Deluxe or like a yeah. a sweater that's in the form of a blanket. Yes. It's like a blanket that was sewed together to give you armholes and a hoodie. But anyway. <laughs> it, it looks good on you, though. It kind of oh, looks like... It's super uh, baggy. It's sort of like just original thought, like kind of looks like some sort of like priest outfit. <laughs> like, like huge thick robes or something? Yeah, you're I'm about, like a monk. You're, you're about to, you know, do something. So, yeah. yeah. I told my wife how much I liked this. I got it for her for her birthday, which is in like November. Told yeah. her how much I liked it. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. It'd be nice if I had one, you know, dropping hints. And then December rolls around. I'm like, man, I wished I had one. And my wife's very pregnant right now. And her complaint was they don't make like maternity big old sweaters, Mm. right? So she's cold all the time. And I'm like, I need to find a sweater that is huge that she can wear like all the time, even after the kid's here. And I found sweater blankets. And I'm like, those are awesome. So great idea. She loves it, wears it all the time. Anyway, so I'm like super jealous because I'm yeah. like, I wished I had this giant baggy blanket thing because we're freezing up here in the Pacific Northwest. Sure. Anyway, dropping hints. Christmas Day comes. She gets you one. No. <laughs> I didn't get one. And I'm sure she's going to listen to this and roll her eyes and be like, I didn't think you would actually use it. Why can't you share mine? Anyway, she's in bed right now. I'm wearing her sweater blanket. You're wearing your wife's maternity sweater blanket <laughs> That's to right. record our hardcore, metalcore, heavy music podcast. Yeah. So uh, how about we start off with Meet Me Somewhere Quiet? The first single, Meet Me Somewhere Quiet. My first thoughts. Like it, right? Super cool. It was different. It was the first single. But like my first thought, and I don't know why, in our college ministry, we'd always sing this song called In the Secret. And it's Dude, like a super popular 90s. Not even college. I, mean, I heard that in like, sun, like Sunday okay. school, you yeah, know, kids church. I first heard it in college. That's how crazy it is. Because I was fairly newly saved, right? Right, right. Um. But anyways, it still reminds me of that in the secret, in the quiet, in the quiet place. <laughs> which is not a bad song. Like I, I played that song multiple times for churches that I've done worship for, right? Right. And I like it. And there's like, this really cool, like introspective. Is it like the best? Like let's sing to a congregation of people about the secret quiet place where we want to go. Uh huh. 
maybe not. But like that gives me this song gives me so much of that vibes. Tyler, where is your quiet place? <laughs> <laughs> but like I love this as knowing this is just something he wrote. Like it, it was his like prayers, his journaling, his like thoughts. Like I, I love that idea, and it was meant to be like acoustic. And he sent it and said, "Hey, can you make this heavy?" And Joe Holt put down some awesome. Well, yeah, he wrote it in like 2016, yes, right? Yes. After you know, for I Am album, yeah. And it's like you know, acoustic doesn't really fit with Sleeping Giant. How can we do this? And so they didn't even get to do anything with it until recently right and he sends it says can you make this heavy and like there's some nasty disgusting riffs on this and also like some pretty like super low-key worship you know uh, I, for me when it, he starts getting to like just you know talks about the secret place all that but when he gets to just like all the Jesus Jesus I've come you know all this uh-huh. stuff and then like Jesus I love like all this like it's crazy I was telling like talking to my wife about it I was like man you know how many times this dude says Jesus in this song she's like she guessed I was like no almost I as much as Lecrae like going, Jesus 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 dude yeah and I don't know but like it's just like this heart like talking to it makes me like want my life to be like that like I want to go and just like say Jesus like and talk to him like I don't do that mm-hmm. but like and I think that's what I love about like there's parts of the charismatic movement that I do like and like Tommy Green's a really great example he's always he's been this way for a long time like it is a relationship an intimate relationship and that, that that piece of Christianity is so true and sometimes I think people more on the reform side or the um, conservative Christian, not the political party, but the conservative side, right. they don't even, they don't do that. You know, it kind of is left out. Um, and maybe like charismatic side goes too far into it. I don't know. But like, there's something there. Mm-hmm. There's something there that when that happens and I'm listening to the song and I'm singing along, like, I feel it moving me. You know? So, favorite track? No. Oh. Not my favorite track. Same. Uh, I, you know, I do like it for many of the same reasons you do. Um, like listening to this, I was driving my son to Awana uh, this week, and you know, when he, when the music stops and he just very gently and softly sings "Jesus," yeah, I love to be with you. Yeah. Like my son's like, Dad, is this a God song? <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and just yeah, it's a very humble and vulnerable song yeah uh and i've i've already heard some people in christian circles like kind of make fun of this song sure because it's like it sounds like he wants to make love with jesus i mean he does say the place where only lovers go yeah yeah and every time that happens i'm like i i don't know like those are like the pieces that like i've just never like fully jumped on like and that's like that that side but like Mm-hmm. Even that, there's something to this idea of a relationship between Jesus and the bride. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but a lot of songs that, you know, a lot of worship songs, they don't go to this, like, intimate, vulnerable, like, closeness, right? Uh, they're often, God is the king and we're bowing. Yes. Right? For sure. Uh, and so it's just it's just a different perspective, and I think a lot of people aren't here for that, but some people are. Yeah. 
I I totally agree. And and I think musically too, like and this is a song where you're right, man. You turn this thing up in the car and you just feel it. Like you just feel the way especially when it starts building towards the end, the drums happen and it's kind of like a singing back and forth, the set, like the mm-hmm. ending sort of. And you feel it and you understand like what Holy Name is trying to do. I think that's what like I understood it. Like I got it at some point. I was like, this is what Holy Name is. This is what they're trying to do. They're trying to be a worship band. And I saying that knowing from what you said about worship, but like worship with hardcore, with hardcore, not hardcore worship. Right. The band identifies themselves as like holy drone, violent worship. Sure. Um, but something I was trying to say earlier that I forgot about, and I'm going to say it now. I mean, you're totally right. There's something, when a song plays, there's just something that you know, right? Yep. Every song on this album, if someone played two seconds of it, you would know that it's from this album because it has that ambient cathedral sure. reverb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it has this, like, low droning, just simple chugs and and bass and I think that's there's something to be enjoyed about that. But yeah, that last the outro piece that you're getting to, the heavy like part. there's a word that I I don't know how to describe the sound that they do. It's like this uh, droning, right? But I'm gonna use the word strongly. I've never heard that word. Yeah, it's a it's a guitar word. <laughs> uh, to describe like this like crazy bass and electric Dude. like yes. rumbling that occurs on many 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 songs. And it's just kind of like this heavy, heavy, when the singing stops, right? It's like, it just takes over. Super cool. It's it's a, it's a different sound, right? And so, like, for me, like, I can hear Norma Jean's guitar. Not in this. I'm just saying, in general, I can hear it and say, that's Norma Jean's sound. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. You hear this guitar, and you don't hear it very often. It's crunchy, but, like, droney and, like staticky in a sense mm-hmm. but there's just like this heavy heaviness to it right i mm-hmm. love i actually love the sound yeah and this like especially when there's like towards the end there's a pause everything stops then it comes back in and it's just like oh we're going heavier yeah like we just talked about the secret place where we're gonna go like meet with jesus and worship him to heavy breakdown to just filthy like, okay, so how does this, ha- if this is ever performed live, like Holy Name ever performs live, how does this happen? How does it work? Everyone just like worships hands up for like the majority of the song, then the breakdown happens and you're just throwing Hardcore elbows. dancing. Yeah, Hardcore. yeah, yeah. Like that would be sweet to just see. Furnace Fest 2023, let's go. Let's make it happen, Holy Name. Come on. <laughs> like I, I, I think like that would be just like an experience like that I would just, you, you're not going to get anywhere, right? Yeah. Like. I can't even can't even put that into what it would be like. Totally, I I hear you, <laughs> dude. I am I hyped right now? Is this the hi- most hyped I've ever been on a podcast? <laughs> on an episode, you've on only an episode. been on this. Oh, podcast. true, true. On an episode, <laughs> I think so, dude. I, don't know. I do, I do. Currently have a thirty ounce. It's a Trenta thirty ounce iced coffee from Starbucks that I bought at five thirty that I'm still drinking. You you. <laughs> It's taking you like four hours to drink. And that. So I just have this like slow input of caffeine into my bloodstream. So maybe that's why I'm so hyped. Or maybe it's because Holy Name is awesome. 
I will say you are way more amped about this, like in our texts and chatting and stuff throughout the week. And yeah. you're like, let's do Holy Name. And I was like, really? I mean, we have so many stuff from last year we could <laughs> yeah. do. Like, look, we could do this. And he's like, I'm serious. <laughs> I felt like it was a threat. <laughs> I have, like, to, I have right. to do that with you because we joke a lot, right? We joke about everything. Uh-huh. And so when I'm, you know, who knows? You might think that, oh, he's just pulling my leg. No, I'm serious. <laughs> okay, so I think that wraps up Meet Me Somewhere Quiet. Mm-hmm. Awesome song. First single I heard. This next song I'm going to talk about, I didn't hear until the album dropped. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Our manly podcast. Yeah. Well, uh, that's perfect. Yeah. I think it kind of fits with uh, Holy Name a little bit, you know? Like a little soft. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I can't go there right now. No, I'm not even going to try to make it equivalent. Um, anyway, so Holy Name, right? Um this it's is just inter- rock, right? This is interesting, okay? Um, mm-hmm. Somewhere, uh, Meet Me Somewhere Quiet, released a long time ago. Yeah. A long time ago. Like 2021. Yeah. So what did you think like when you first heard Holy Name? What were your thoughts? So I remember when they even teased just a new band signing. Yeah. And it was before the song. You know, they just had like a skull and thorns and stuff on it and the little, you know, cross thing on his forehead. Yeah. And I was like, what on earth is this? Like, did Cultist get signed? This is before <clears throat> Cultist got signed. Sure. Like, who does this kind of stuff? And I was super confused. And anyway, song came out, Holy Name, Tommy's on it. I was like, yes, we're going to yeah. get more Preach Core. Here we go. Sure. And, well, we didn't get that. We didn't get Preach Core, no. Um, so part of me... Uh, I mean, we right. You and I, we spend a lot of time talking about music and analyzing yes. it and trying to figure things out. So I'm pretty good at like putting my bias aside. But Gary by himself, not using analytical mind, I was upset. Like this is not okay. Lyrically, it's great. I like the song, but I was wanting hard. You're right? wanting a sleeping giant. Yes. Yeah. Right. And then I, you know, I read some interviews and saw stuff that he was writing and whatnot, and got an understanding of what this was meant to be. Yeah. And I respect it. Sweet. I like, I'm at the time, right? I, I, I liked it, but I wasn't like all on board. Like some people were, they're like, yes, worship hardcore. Let's go. I'm right. in. And yeah. What about you? What were your See, initial thoughts? I feel like this podcast episode could be a little bit different than usual. I'm usually the one that has to come around to something, mm-hmm. right? Like Phineas or, demon hunter or whatever right um and so i feel like this one's a little bit different i i suggested this to -hmm. you i said let's do holy name i'm in like i'm i'm actually not sure there's a bad song on the album (laughs) this is if this was in 2022 like i might have called it album of the year for me wow yeah and so we'll get into that stuff um Hmm. but anyways when i first heard it like this is this is typical me I was the same way. I wanted a sleeping giant, thought it was sleeping giant. 
listened to Meet Me Somewhere Quiet, and I, I still liked it. Like, I liked it a lot for what it was. Um, and I listened to it a lot. Like, it was definitely played a ton for me. Um, and I, I, I thought it was interesting, like, and, like, I'm not going to go too deep into this, but, like, the, the outro, how hard it is, and how, like, worshipful and soft the vocals were. Right? Mm-hmm. Just completely different, you know? Um, but I ended up liking it. Then they released some more singles. I think Fall on My Knees was next. Yeah. Perpetua was after that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't listen. Like, I listened and I just stopped. Right. Because those next two, and my opinions have changed, those next two, if you thought Meet Me Somewhere Quiet was not Sleeping Giant, yeah, we now got even less. Further yep. away. Further, yep. From yep. what Sleeping Giant was. And so I stopped. And I didn't listen to another single that was released after Perpetua until the album came out. Right. And so, like, at first, I don't know if I was in, mostly because I was like, I want Sleeping Giant, kind of like you did. Yeah, Yeah, I backpedaled, too. Like, you know, like... So when that single Fall on My Knees came out, like, it was, like, eight minutes long. Yeah. Yes! I only was there for the last minute. Right, you have to wait seven minutes or whatever for yeah. Brooke to come in. Yeah, and I just wasn't feeling it, and that kind of killed me. Everyone else in the world, at least in my feeds and social media circles, was, like, beyond stoked. Yeah. And I was like, I don't get this. I don't know why everyone's excited. <laughs> this is not that great. And people are like, already album of the year. Right. And, I mean, then and now, I, I don't think it'll be album of the year. Yeah, I don't know what's going to come out in the rest of 2023. This is early, right? right. Super mm-hmm. early. So I don't know. So stay tuned. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know um, what's what's going to come out, but like for the freshness, the different, the lyrics, mm-hmm. it for me like there's just a, there's a lot here that I'm excited to talk about. So instead of talking about past and original initial thoughts, yeah, um, let's move to like the now. How how would you describe to someone who has not heard any of this and they're like, boy, you guys are really not talking positively about holding name uh, what is this episode going to be sure. like how would you describe in your words what they sound like like who what are they who are they okay do not take this the wrong way i will okay it is <laughs> okay it is hillsong or you know um popular church worship maybe not lyrical well, you know it's not necessarily like hillsong content but it has that type of feel Right, with hardcore in it. Okay, like it, it's 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 hardcore, actual worship. It's not like hardcore that has worship lyrics. It's hardcore elements and also straight up congregational worship. Okay, like if you're going to literally just put the Apostles' Creed where you sing it, don't even scream it. You just sing it in a song. Mm-hmm. Like that's just congregational worship to me. And then all of a sudden, there's like. Boom! There's hardcore, there's hardcore screaming, and then boom! <laughs> like the next thing you know is you have a breakdown with a blood at the end. Uh-huh. So I would say like it is, it's actual worship, congregational worship. Like you could put some pieces of this and sing it at your church, and your grandma is not going to care. She's going to be like, "I love this." Who then all of this? a sudden, the riff hits or whatever, and it's like, "Yeah, we're we're it's hardcore. It's a sleeping giant song." Okay, so I might disagree. Okay, 
Not necessarily about the your Dichotomy. description Hillsong with hardcore, right? Yeah. And I don't think that's far off. But uh, so to me, I feel like there's three kinds of Christian songs, and a lot of people harp on the the third kind. The first kind is worship, yep. where the song is written to Jesus, like it's literally you are. It's the you is God, right? Sure. So that's like directional worship to God, like meet me somewhere quiet. Then you have songs that are Christian in that they edify Christians, like okay. Creed. Uh, but Creed's different, though. Creed's literally doctrine, like, and you can worship through that. About God. Yeah. I would not say that is to God, right? It's telling people who God is, right? Sure. Not necessarily... And I don't know, like some people would be like, yeah, that's worship. Right. But there's also some people in some reformed camps that are friends of mine that would be sure. like, that is not a worship song. Uh, and then the third kind is just kind of outreach, right? Yeah. And sometimes it's just Christians with a perspective or a Christian lens talking about something, the downtrodden, whatever, and saying there's hope. And people go, hey, I went to your live show and I heard you sing this song. What do you, what do you mean there's hope? Like, who yeah. is this about? And they could be like... Jesus, gotcha, reel them in, right? Right. And that's like an outreach, right? And so the lyrics are typically kind of ambiguous. You're not really sure. Christians will listen and go, oh, yeah, it's about God. We got that. The regular world will listen and go, that song's dope. It's about helping your brother out, you know, or whatever, yeah. Right, right. And so I think this this band, Holy Name, is the t- first two kinds. Yeah, for sure. There's some songs that I think are about god and for the body to edify and then some songs are directed to god but anyway i feel like i'm just i wanted to go down this rabbit hole i don't know why it's not even in my notes so anyways yeah can i throw my complaint in before we get started you have to yeah let's do it all right my complaint with the whole album uh i am not sold on it i like it it's 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 good don't hate on me right uh my my complaint is the cathedral reverb on Tommy's mm. voice. I I don't connect with it. I don't like it. It might be that my first time hearing a lot of these songs, it was on my phone. Sure. And so that reverb sound is just very tinny, and it takes out all the other sounds. So it's just really like a mix or an editing complaint, and I get why he does it, right? He's going back to a cathedral or like a orthodox Christian and and people think cathedrals big things his voice is very reverby to sing yeah to sound good sure yeah reverb helps well this isn't just reverb this is like a lot and you know so okay later when i listen to it like in the car really loud yeah like it's way better loud right for so sure my, I totally my, my, agree. yeah my recommendation is if this is your first time start loud yeah on good quality speakers because then the cathedral, like, ambient singing is not in your face. It's kind of background. It's, like, all yeah. around you. And that way the, the bass and the stuff hits you a lot harder. Um, and the screaming is much more intense. Um, so I don't know where I'm going with this. but No, I totally feel you. And, like, for me, too, like, at first it was, like, I don't know how I feel. You know, so Fall on My Knees mm-hmm. is, like, the definition of that for seven straight minutes. I really like that song. Me listening too. to it, like 
driving down the road really loud. And, and it's fantastic. I, I didn't even notice it was eight minutes long. Right. But I think that has that that component to it that it's like, oh, I hear that, you know, that cathedral. I think you're that's a really good like description. I didn't think of it like that. Like this is like inside this church, right. you know, or whatever. That's kind of the feeling that those lyrics, um, the sound of them give. And for me, like now, I don't want it any other way. At first, I wasn't fully sure about it, um, but there is like, and, and I I listened to the uh, Kingdom Core podcast that Tommy was recently on, mm-hmm. and you're right, like this orthodoxy going back to the Orthodox Church, and for me, like I'm. You know, I've been a Christian now. I've been saved for over a decade, right? And like even just listening to that and like hearing about the Orthodox Church, I know nothing about the Orthodox Church. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So after I like watched that or listened to that podcast, I went and just like researched like the Orthodox Church, you know, and like what it was and like all this stuff. And like the craziness, like just like it is Christians that never like were in the West, like they broke from the Catholic church or whatever. And like, there was no reformation. There was mm-hmm. no Western influence. It's just like how they've been doing it since the earliest times we've known. Like, and it's crazy, you know, they don't sit in pews. They sit on the ground. They, um, it's try to do as many things that they can. Like the first church fathers did, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, and doc in a doctrine way. And like, obviously we're Protestants, right? Like, mm-hmm. we don't necessarily think the exact same things, you know? Um, but just, like, doing research, it's crazy to think about it. There was just literally, like, this other church that was never in, like, it wasn't part of the Catholic Church and the, the right. separation, the Reformation that happened, and all of this westward, like, Protestantism. So, like, when we go to church and, like, just the basic things we do, where did we get them from? Are they are they Western ideas or are they actual, like, true biblical things? Ancient rituals? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like, I don't want it, I don't want this to sound like I'm going to become an Orthodox because I'm not, you know, like, not uh-huh. and no, no hate towards Orthodox Christians. But, like, what looks more like what the first church did? Right. N- probably not your average Sunday gathering at Hillsong. For sure. For you know sure. what I mean? Yep. Like... Mm-hmm. And I think that what obviously that is listening to the Kingdom Core podcast. I've said that about four times. My boys, uh, Sean, Sean and Chris, just getting all the love today. <laughs> um, but listening to that podcast, like that was Tommy's like biggest thing. He's like, I'm going to go back because what we're doing in this, you know, charismatic movement. He's talking about what in his specific like church. He saw so much corruption, so much like bad things happening. That like he's like, this can't be it. Like if I truthfully am looking at what this is, this is cannot be what Christianity is. Right. And so he tried to go back to the roots and he, he's not Orthodox Christian, but he started going and looking at what they do. And yeah. it's just an interesting like thought process. I've never thought about it hmm. ever. I think there might be some stuff to that. Like sometimes it feels like churches can be a business or a political party or all this type of thing. And it's like, it's not what it was. Right. It's not what it was. So, anyways, kudos to uh, the Kingdom Core podcast for getting that out. And now it changes my perspective a little bit on some of this. Like, 
the the cross on the uh, skull on the album art. Yeah. That's an Orthodox cross. So I had to look it up. The the top cross. The same as Unworthy's cross. Is it? Mm-hmm. The top the top cross is where it's like Pilate it's, wrote Jesus, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this king or whatever. The other one where the hands were and then the footrest. And yeah. uh, we'll talk more about the footrest once we get to a song. Oh. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. Well, yeah, I think I think that kind of wraps up our intro, right? Yeah. 20-minute intro, and here we I'm are. I'm just all riled up right now, dude, <laughs> talking about orthodoxy. So uh, before we get into this, uh, I just wanted to, like, give a shout-out to all the people involved in making this. Yeah, man. There yeah, absolutely. is a lot. And they like, make the album great, dude. Like, all this working together is pretty sweet. Totally. And, and that's Sleeping Giant, though. That's the hardcore community, right? You bring other mm-hmm. people in, like, let's do this together. Like, that's yeah. so cool. I love that. So of all the people involved, Tommy Green and Joe Holt are Holy Name. Yes. And they enlist the help of, this is a very long list, and I'll kind of cover some of them briefly because I think we'll talk about them some more when the songs come up. For sure. But there's Chayton Whiskey. He plays bass, and I think he just joined for a music video that they did, uh, but he's their official bassist now. Okay. Matthew Weir, who's also from Sleeping Giant, is the drums. And now all the guest vocals, like so many. Yes. Brooke Reeves, Impending Doom. He's on two tracks. I think one is like the Impending Doom track and one is like Man of God. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. His trap, death, metal, whatever. Yeah. Trap core. Uh, Another one is Aaron Craner. And I'm not entirely sure where he's at, but so you know how there's this like rev gang hashtag that yes. they post on everything yeah. and they have like the sect rev gang i think that's his church revival slc salt lake city yeah. bro i'm gonna say it. if you would have listened to the kingdom core podcast you know this i'm, oh, I'm sorry I'll it's ex- on my list <laughs> i've been i've been busy i know i'm kidding um so yeah i'm pretty sure his church is involved in this a lot uh then there's ryan latrue right from for today and yes. nothing left. He's yeah. their producer. He, he did this whole thing. Uh, Michael Felker, our dude from Convictions. Yeah. Joe Mustin from Advent, which I saw at Furnace Fest. Amazing. Uh, Ryan Clark, some guy from a band called Demon Hunter. You uh, may I, have heard I thought of he was him. from Training for Utopia. Yeah, he might be from that oh, too. Okay. You know, maybe like five others. Uh, Eric Gregson, which is from X Death Star X, which is basically all of Sleeping Giant plus four or five dudes. Yeah. Um, and the last one is Dan and Sailor, who is the original vocalist, or he was originally from Bullet for a Pretty Boy, but he's the nothing left vocalist right now. Right. So today we're going to talk about six songs. Yes. Because we don't have a ton of time. Now we're down to like. We use we used it all. We use all of our time up. Dang it. Yeah. Let's do it. What we're going to do is we're just going to do what we normally do and talk about the songs and try to figure out what they're about. Uh, what we- Creed, Rev Gang.
So Creed Rev Gang. Yeah. Uh, I did some digging <clears throat> based on what I could find. I've kind of already talked about this a little bit, but Rev Gang, I believe, is his church. Yeah. So he said that Rev Gang, there's Rev Gangs from all over, right? Like revival and gangs? In a sense, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so every year they meet together, right? But they also go, there's, there's a Rev Gang in... England, he said, they released like a hardcore worship song, and there's all these other people, but they try to meet. They try to meet, right? And so they met one time, and he's like, "Let's go upstairs and sing," and they sang the chorus of this, and that's what this is from. It's their whole rev gang when they met, and that chorus part, um, "Be holy, holy," that's his rev gang yeah. from all over singing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and so I thought that was pretty awesome. I'm glad um, someone did some research on this. Uh, do I need to say? Do I need to say again <laughs> no, what no, I did? No, no, no. I got, we got it. All right, all right. So and so, yeah. So let me jump in. So it's featuring X Death Star X, probably yeah. a group of them. Uh, but if you don't know who X Death Star X is, I heard them when I was younger. I remember they showed up on Monster Garage. Do you remember that show? Absolutely not. So right, Monster Garage, two different teams. They or they, maybe it's just one team. Their job is like take a car and make it a monster. Do whatever. Yeah. Whatever the challenge is that week. Anyway, they showed up on there one episode, and I remember my dad going crazy. Like, that's XSRX. I'm like, who? What? Um, and, you know, that's pretty cool, right? Do you say that with Death straight, Star. Ed, straight Edge Sorry. bands? Do you say I, it? Are you supposed to? Because I've never... I, no, you're not supposed to. You're not to. supposed to. But you, I say it so that people who are going to search for what we're yeah. talking about, and you, they know. you hang around with too many Star Wars nerds. <laughs> So if you just say Death Star, yeah. they're going to be like... Eh. Have you guys heard Death Star? What do you mean heard? I've seen it, and <laughs> yeah. I've seen it rebuilt. So... Yeah. So anyway, this band, Death Star... Yes. It, well, they were a straight-edge Christian hardcore band yeah. from like the early 2000s. And it was basically like... It was really cool, because they had three vocalists, two guitarists, a bass player, and a drummer. Like, that's a lot of dudes on the stage. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. And most of them went on to form Sleeping Giant. Others went other places. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, really cool. And seeing them all here kind of back together, like, that'd be really cool, especially if you could see them live and doing something together like that. Right. I feel like today that'd be a really cool thing uh, to have, like, a hardcore group of three vocalists, three front men, you know? Right. Just sharing the stage together. Yeah, it's just not done anymore. You know, that'd be really fun. So this is the Apostles' Creed. Yes. So my church occasionally reads the Nicene Creed, which is similar. Yeah. Not entirely the same. And, I mean, there's some pieces that I really like about it. Uh, I, I remember when, you know, when our, so when we first read it together as a congregation, uh, there's a part that's even in this song that kind of makes me go like, what? Raise an eyebrow? Like, what do you mean? Catholic. Catholic. Yeah, I called it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and my pastor, like, told everyone, he explained it all beforehand, right? Sure. Uh, but it's a lowercase c. It's not an uppercase. Right. It is not the Catholic religion church, right? Yeah. It's talking about universal Catholic, the universal church. The body of Christ. Of Christ. Right. Every Christian. Yep. So don't, don't, don't read this or listen to the song and go, he's going Catholic? Right. What's happening? Or don't be like, oh, he's going Catholic. Yes, right. Like it's it's both yeah, ways. Right, right. Yeah, and so it's it's interesting though. Like I've always thought that too, and I've been like, oh yeah. So Universal Church of Christ. 
there's a note that I, I don't know if I want to bring up. <laughs> I have a problem with this song. Just because when I listen Let's to Christian go, songs, right, Fire I want to, yeah, I want to like, I want to make sure that what I'm going to sing and what use as worship is, yes, is what I believe. Sure. And, and if it's not, or if I feel like it's more about me, then I won't use it as a, as a worship song. Yeah. I really like the song. Uh, I mean, it's great. The lyrics, everyone pretty much knows them if you're raised in churches, yeah. right? Like you don't even... It's not that crazy to sing this. Um, I love when the harsh vocals come in and all the screaming and stuff. Dude. Like it's so heavy. And the so second good. time that they come in, there's like that. Oh. You know when like you leave your door open too Dude, long. That's in my note. <laughs> seatbelt alarm. Seatbelt uh, reminders going off. Mine's Bing. like door Bing. ajar. Bing. Ding. Ding. <laughs> exactly. first uh, this is i i really thought it was my seatbelt reminder because it does that because i had it loud man and i heard it come in and it just has Mm -hmm. that ring like that perfect almost tone and i like turned it down oh it's the music turned it back up you know um but yeah it's it's so heavy yeah i love the outro screaming when he says bring back the stray yeah redeem us according to your blood Uh, 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 uh dude and it's just the bass. Yeah, oh, man, that's so good. Oh, it's so yeah. good. And like, okay, this song is another example of, in my mind, like what uh-huh. Holy Name is. Like, I feel like some stuff was like written after Holy Name was like created, mm-hmm. but this feels like this was meant to be something else. Obviously, because Rev Gang recorded it, mm-hmm. and it was like, let's make this heavy, and they did. Yeah, and it shows that just straight dichotomy of it, and like. The way that the chorus is sung with all the voices, with reverb, you know, and stuff, yeah. I, I just can't get over it. Like, I'm driving down just be holy, holy, high and lifted up, like singing that, you know, and just the way that it is. I love it so much. And then, yes, right after that literal, like, worshipful chorus, it's like, boom. You ready for this? Because. Yep. And he just, oh, it's groovy. It's heavy. It's. It shouldn't be there. It sh- it shouldn't. Yeah, lots of scrongles there. Yeah, and <laughs> it shouldn't. Like that's the thing. Is like, you know, my wife's like, oh man, like we're driving yesterday too, and she's this was on, and she's like, oh, I can listen. I, this is something I can listen to. And then the harsh like part comes on and the screaming, and she's like, what? You know, it just mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it's different. Yeah. Um, and so. I don't know. Something about this song for me, it just hits everything that I've wanted for a long time. I don't know why. Yeah, when this single came out, I remember 
like you know being I'm, i liked it i knew the words already yeah. as soon as it started and then when the heavy stuff came in, i was like man if the last half of this song yeah like i just love that so much and i i, I eventually right it grew on me because i had to get over these cathedral reverbs sure. and i get it right it's much easier to sing along when it's that kind of like watered down not watered but that watery reverb yeah. those that do mixing and stuff will know what i'm talking about and like I don't know. And I do ha- I have a friend that I play Xbox with occasionally. Peter, hey, if you're listening, what's up? Peter. Uh, and he's he doesn't listen to this kind of music. Yeah. But he listened to this song. I saw on our Spotify things. He never like we our musical tastes never lined up. Sure. And I saw him listening to Creed Holy Name on Spotify, right? I was like, "Who are you? And what did you do with Peter?" And I like texted him. I'm like, "Hey, and right, we we've met in real life like three times maybe twice sure. we play xbox for like the past five years or whatever and anytime i go to the west coast we meet up he comes to the east coast we meet up and like good guy uh you live on the east coast sorry the east coast of uh washington <coughs> yeah what's right the coast? Coeur- to, lake Lane? uh ocean idaho <laughs> east side of washington state yeah yeah yes but uh anyway he he loves it right because he yeah. loves like the orthodox ology about it sure and he loves like just that reverb that all about god and being hardcore and like heartfelt and i was like it's so cool that you know that like so it was it's great right it's opening up his like eyes to more of this kind of music and i feel like it does it for a lot of people but yeah so anyway i think that kind of wraps up our creed talk right so this for sure is my favorite song on the album I don't know if I would say that five years ago on any album. Like, I think maybe also musical tastes have changed or maybe this is something new that I like. I don't understand why I like it so much. Like, I just don't. Um, it must be the Jesus part. I mean, that, I think that's a big part of it. But, like, I don't know, man. I just I, – I, I hope more bands try to do stuff like this. It may be not the same exact way, right? But I, I love that it's different. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know, and you maybe you know, because you know a bunch of stuff. <laughs> I don't know bands that are doing this. What is this? Hardcore, blah, breakdowns, screaming, brutalness. That's with really not a lot of... Worship. Right. Like, I... I th- th- there's bands that do it through the whole song, but it's hardcore think... the whole way. Right. There's a lot of bands that do it, but it's hardcore the whole way. Yeah. And it's not like a a gentle worship that breaks down into a very aggressive, right? It's not like this genre whiplash from the chorus to the verse kind of thing. Right. Right. And I think that's what got us into metalcore, right? Sure. You got these super catchy hooks in their choruses that you sing along to, and then the verse comes in and bridges and stuff and breakdowns, and you're like, oh, man, this is all over the place. It's highs, it's lows, but... Yeah, this is this is more of a peaceful, honest, humble singing, you know, worship. Yeah. And it quickly turns real gritty. And I think the peaceful vocals, the worship makes the heavy parts better. Right? Yeah. If this is just a heavy song throughout, like maybe we don't think it's that brutal, but the fact that it isn't makes the ending that much crazier. You know, 
Um, well, we'll see because we got a few more songs to go. And I think that's a good piece. Like this, the songs we're going to talk about are extremely heavy, and I don't know if they have the exact same like heavy feel as the end of Creed. All right, so let's move on to our third of six tracks. Yes, which we chose to do the sect. The Sect, featuring this guy named Ryan Clark. I did some Googling on him. I guess he's a big deal. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Uh, but he gives us a huge shout-out at the start of the song. <laughs> that is so cool. Did you know that before, or was it till I texted you? I, I did not know it before. Like, yes. when you texted me, I was like, what? So I had to look up, and we went, obviously and I went through the lyrics, because right. you, you wrote your notes before I wrote mine. Yeah. But, no, I didn't know he said all-consuming to start we have to dub it all-consuming because he says it such in that classic like snarl way all-consuming podcast podcast it's just both of us podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know and some people call us all-consuming you know they don't throw a podcast on because it's true there's other things we do i don't know what we are we just call ourselves all-consuming podcast because it's a play on all-consuming fire if you were to put tommy green and ryan clark together like this would, okay on, on a song uh-huh. on a song would you assume that ryan clark would be just the heaviest dude ever throughout it or do you think his guest appearance was going to be more of his singing he's done on other stuff five years ago i yeah. would say the the other way right yeah. demon hunter like ryan ryan clark would be the the lighter right knowing what holy name was and the tommy green he, can't yeah. scream anymore yes you knowing do. that i'm like oh he's got to scream like it so that's why they got him and yeah it's good man this song i mean great. ryan clark was on the album i am right yeah, yeah he, he was he, did, yeah. he yeah, guessed yeah. it on that too so that, that's super cool so what do you think about it mr demon hunter himself gary <laughs> how do you feel about this like there's there's some feelings i get from this so okay yeah I, was this also a single uh i don't think so i think maybe. it was oh maybe i think it came they out like a week a or two right before it came out they but... dropped a ton well, I know I listened to it before I listened to the whole album, but I was happy yes. Ryan Clark was screaming. Yes, it was the last single released. Uh, yeah, because I remember, like, I told someone, probably you, maybe someone on Discord, that, like, I wish Ryan Clark screamed like this on this new album. <laughs> One thing I thought was interesting yeah, is that when Ryan Clark screams a lot of the stuff, his voice, like, overlaps each other. So he'll, yeah. like, scream three words and then when the third one is finishing he'll start the next three words so it kind of like runs over each other and that's what the first album of demon hunter did a lot right they've said it makes it hard to play live because you record one piece you record another piece and you move it right right yeah so they overlap a bit and he does it a lot like the whole verse is just like five overlaps yeah and it's it's like it's hard if you're gonna do it live you can't breathe yeah 
Like, you just can't. You so you're going to need, like, two dudes. At least, yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know. I got some really good vibes of Demon Hunter on this. Uh, it reminded me of, like, The World is a Thorn. Yes, uh, Especially, like, the, the ending piece I'm sure we'll talk about. When they're both, like, singing and screaming at the same yeah. time. I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. I like that. That could be a band right there. It would be awesome. I'd be all for that. Love yeah. it. Yeah. So what are your what are your thoughts on this song? So I really liked it. And this is a heavier song, right? Like we <laughs> were we've talked about Meet Me Somewhere Quiet, we've talked about Creed, and the song's heavy from the start, and there's like the soft choruses, right? Yep. Where what we see with like holy name is sort of the opposite. There's still like soft choruses, but it's like the majority of the song soft verse, and you can say chorus one, and then there's a chorus two heavy. Verse soft, chorus one heavy, or whatever, you know? Like, it just seems like it's flipped in this one to where there's a lot more Ryan Clark, a lot more um, guest screaming, and less Tommy, which yeah. might be the theme as things go along. At what point did they say, we're now writing a Holy Name album, let's make this heavy. You know, like they had yeah, to yeah. at some point switch it and say, now we're writing this for Holy Name, not for my journal or my acoustic songs. And you can kind of tell some of the songs, I think the next few songs we talk about are going to be mostly heavy. Right. With like Tommy singing lightly, which I think is what like, right. So the song, the album starts a very, um, I don't know, more of that, his Tommy's like clean vocals in the songs right it's it's much softer and gentler and the longer you get going in the heavier it gets and i think by the time it ends like your first time listening through you're like this is really good yes like you kind of start in this gentle place and you end in this very aggressive place with saint dismas yeah yeah so like you know it's like all right let's listen to it again yeah like i think i liked it and i mean that's definitely what happened for me right when you're like let's do this I listened to the whole album once, and I was like, it's good. I don't know what everyone's right. raving about. Sure. And, you know, digging through it again, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, There's some really cool pieces. Yeah. Yes. And I think the song's a good example of that. Like, the outro, like you said, man, it is so cool. It's like the way they go back and forth is like that. That would That's that's what I'm here for. That If that was Demon Hunter now... Or whatever, if that yeah. was like, it's just like, oh, I, I love it. And it brings me those, yeah, World is a Thorn vibes in a sense, like part of the song. Yeah, I, that outro is so cool. Uh, when he says, Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting now? Singing, oh, yeah. right? And reverb. Yeah. And Ryan Clark is screaming, Stand upon the edge of the valley. I fear yeah. no great unknown. So the reason I really like the song. I've talked in the past, right? I have this weird anxiety thing that happens at night when I wake up and I can't fall asleep and I think about dying and the great unknown. Yeah. 
which we've talked about multiple times now. What happens <laughs> when you die? What's in the afterlife? What if it's just nothing? What if I'm wrong? Sure. Like all these things, right? And I, talking about it now, I have no problem in the daytime, whatever. But when you're like super tired and that's what happens, like panic attack, like you start to have these fears yeah. and like, it's overwhelming. And so I'm like, ah, quickly put on home improvement or something to put me to sleep really quick, right? Yeah. I put it on my phone and just like slowly fall asleep. Uh, so this song is, I think it's like that, right? It's like a three-part thing, and it starts off with, like, being afraid of dying. Like, it's going to come. Like, well, what does this mean for me? And then it, it kind of goes to, like, uh, what does he say? End is just another midway. Yeah. Death is just the gates opening wide. Mm-hmm. Like, this that's the middle ground. Like, when you die, you're only halfway there. Like, eternity is after that. And I don't know, it's really cool that someone actually openly sings about that. It has this confidence in their lyrics. Yeah. And like this this faith, right, that I feel when I'm tired at one in the morning and can't sleep, I don't have. Right. So it's kind of encouraging. And, I, you know, there's. I also wonder why the song is called The Sect. I'm sure there's a reason, but I've... The, the chorus and the title of the song, I've been racking my brain trying to figure out, but I think... What about the chorus? What is it that you don't... So, okay. So, at first I hear this and I'm singing along to it or, I you know, I like it. Um, I used to be afraid I would see you. Now I'm seeing you differently. I used to be afraid you would meet me, but now I see you in a different light. I was like, he's talking about God and that's weird or maybe different or maybe not right. But I don't so think you just can't make sense of it. But like yeah. you talking about this, it's about death. He used to look at death, I think maybe. He used to look at death this way and now he's seen it differently because you know what? It's not the end. Now he's stoked. In a sense. Yeah, I totally think that's what it is. I think it was a fear of like I used to be afraid I would see you like I'm afraid of God and his wrath. Yeah. Is he going to be mad at me? Like will he receive me and say well done good and faithful servant? Will he be like, I never knew you. And it's like, ah, yikes. Yeah. Like stressed, right? And he's saying, now I'm seeing you differently. I see you in a different light. And it's not like this fear of like, I'm afraid of dying. It's this, he, it, it turns around to this like confidence right? of this. There is an afterlife. There is more to this than earth. Yeah, that's, it's a really interesting song. Like yeah. the idea of it, and I, I, I love that you can connect to it. Like I also, like you think about just doubts, not necessarily doubting. And I don't know if he's doubting, he's not doubting Christianity or he's just scared and fearful. And yeah, I think he had more of a fear of God than like a sovereign reverence. A fear or like of, a... of meeting God, a fear of dying. Yeah. And now you see it in a different light. Like that's, that's another interesting piece like at what point are you just like in your life let's do this you know what i've been here for 80 years and i'm ready yeah like in verse four he says i'm not afraid to die holy ghost descends and he rests in my spirit yeah. i embrace the pain i'll endure the dark cloud i will see the face of god like hide me in your heart oh gracious messiah like that's, I don't know, that's some awesome lyrics if, for the, to have the confidence to, to say that and believe that and sing that. Like, that's really cool to write, to write down in song. Yeah, that is. I, 
yeah, I like it. I think it's it's a different song, um, and and maybe this is leaning more towards maybe this was written in the midst of his ideas of like his doubts of what he was a part of and the things that were going on, the corruption he saw, and maybe he's like, man, like now he's seeing it differently, like the idea of death, and it's heartfelt. There's some yeah. there's some real deep t- like tender pieces like stuff we don't like to talk about yeah so i think that will wrap up the sect um let's move on to the next song we decided to talk about they see excited for anything convictions in 2023 huge fan especially of their like latest album and the single they released stigmata so when i saw that michael felker was on this track i was stoked and and truthfully it didn't disappoint like there is some brutal brutal michael felker on this yes you know i saw convictions here live past last summer jealous with with earth grounds yeah <clears throat> and i went up afterwards and was like hey i'm from all kinds of me bogus and you know whatever <clears throat> doing my plug there and talking yeah. to him and he told me in early 2022 when there's only like two singles out or three that he's featured on a holy name song and oh. he had to write all of his own lyrics oh and i was like That's no way he's like everything you've heard so far he's like it's gonna be heavy let me tell you and i was like cool so i've had this like hidden nugget of excitement there's gonna be for a, for a holy a name song, yeah. right so yeah coming along listening to this album when this song starts you're like oh okay yeah all right what's going on uh <laughs> but yeah it's really cool and you know michael posted on his instagram like this like little spiel of how he grew up with a sleeping giant poster on his bedroom wall yeah and like it's so awesome to like be seen by these people as a peer and to come right. on and like look at all these names that he's on this album with yeah Legends. huge yeah. yeah so it's really great to see this kind of uh attention for him right and i think convictions too is like getting better like they've found their sound right they know who yeah. they are and they're like getting every album they release is like man this is their best stuff at least that's what yeah. i feel yeah. you know and so I'm so excited for what they're going to do. And and this song's awesome, man. It is now lyrically, it's very wrathful. <laughs> very like uh, you know, different. I I'm down to talk about it. Go for I, it. You started off and I'll, I'll No, add. I mean, uh, you can talk about it too. I'm just saying like 
I like if you don't know answers and I don't know, I'm down to like let's figure it out. Okay. So like I see this as like here is all the corrupt people, the disgusting people like they see God though. Like they mm-hmm. see what's happening and eventually like they're all like every knee shall bow. Right. The God is in control and your time is coming. You know, yep. and it's like the dark part of that. In many parts of the song, if right. that makes sense. Yeah, I think Michael's parts are that uh I'll say Old Testament. Sure. Um wrathful uh, he seems to call out for justice like yeah. in an aggressive way, right? Like sever crooked spines, people that are crooked. Like he's, he's not, not talking about people with disabilities, okay? Uh, destroy perverted minds, idolater, idolatrous, do away with this, yeah. right? Like it's these sinful things that he's saying, these things need to stop. Like telling God, come slaughter this, right? End it. Yeah, where Tommy's lyrics are like, asking god for help describing the mightiness of god yeah and so it's kind of like this dichotomy between the two of like how they're talking to god and both say the same thing but way differently if that makes sense you know what i mean like no i don't know what you mean i feel like even tommy's lyrics are like heaven's gonna win it's gonna happen every knee's gonna bow people will see Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do. See, I see what you're saying. You know what like, I mean? And then he has that chorus where he says, uh, you know, heaven will help us. Yeah. It, it sees heaven sees the hell that we take, like what happens to us. Yeah. He sees our, our suffering. And then he says, heaven will come for you. He's, it sees the hell that we make like everything you're doing. He's like, heaven's coming for you. Not in a good way. Right. And Michael Felker's lyrics expound. Or show, like, just this picture of brutality. Yeah, I like that first verse that he does. And I kind of struggled with it when I first heard it because I also didn't look up the lyrics. And now I've had time to think about it. Yeah. But there's a line where he's like, you know, destroy perverted minds. They're led astray by the father of lies. You will not have them. Lost sons and daughters, you Mm. will not have them. And at first I thought it was like, is he telling God you won't have lost sons and daughters? And I don't think that's the case. No, I no, think no. he's telling Satan, the yeah. lost sons and daughters, you will not have them. Right. And yes. then later when he's screaming, like, like the best part of the song, in my opinion, uh, when he says, you know, flood the earth, reveal your wrath. I am the bringer of death. I am the breaker of evil. Touch not my holy ones. Yeah. I feel like that was the voice of God saying, I am the bringer of death. I am the breaker of evil. And touch not my holy ones. Coming yeah. down to save people, right? Yeah. But the vocals on that part are just so awesome. The lyrics, that the way that Michael screams it is insane. It's like yeah. so brutal. Um, my favorite part of the song. And every time it comes on, it's like, turn this up. Let's go. Yeah, I like when you're like, how are your notes going? And I just texted you. <laughs> With like a screaming words. preacher, right? Like <laughs> some gif of a preacher like, Rah! Um, did I something like that? It was some sort of gif. Oh, I did. Oh, the melting face. That's what it was. Yes, Indiana Jones yeah, yeah. melting face. Like, that's my. Yeah, that's my reaction. Is my face was melting yeah. to him screaming that. There's this part in the Kingdom Core podcast that uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. 
that Tommy says, like, after he went through, like, some stuff, dude, like, and it, it, I really encourage people to go, like, watch it. I think for me, like, this episode of their podcast, like, where Tommy's just being vulnerable, completely open, he goes through a lot of stuff, right? And in all of those, like, absolutely terrible things that happened to him, he said he, he called on God and God was silent, right? Like, questioning if he saw what he was going through right Mm kind of like that job type of deal right and this song is i feel like it's it's different right in a sense he's like they see it it might not feel like it right but heaven sees Hmm. god sees and god knows and even when it felt like he wasn't and he wasn't there Mm mm-hmm it's a big it, – it, it's, it's true. Like, And people go through so many terrible things. You turn on the news. You turn on social media whatever. And you see absolutely disgusting, horrible things happening every day in our nation and the world. And yeah. God sees. It's, it's, it's The song is like heavy, like obviously musically, but it's yeah, also heavy. Yeah, and I get the aggression to be like, bring on the slaughter. Yeah, it's like, got to be. Destroy this wickedness. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's definitely from a place of – I don't know. Desire of for justice, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. There is a really cool line that I like, and I had to look it up because it was way too specific. Yeah. When he says, "The fate of one hundred eighty-five thousand idolaters." Oh yeah. Do away with this, Lord. Intervene from the unseen realm. Purge the blind. Right. It's like what? That's a specific number. So I looked it up. I'm not. I'm not a. I don't know the Bible this well, but it's a reference to Second Kings. Yeah, and I think there's other obviously, there's there's other references too, through two stories, but that one specifically I didn't know either, and so I looked it up, and uh, yeah, like he's showing all these pieces, talking about like when things happened, right? Like yeah, angel shows up, kills 185,000 Assyrians in the night. And yeah, people woke up early in the morning, dead bodies. That would be just the weird, like, we're going to war tomorrow, boys. Wake up bright and early. First one up, wake everyone up. <laughs> wake me up when you wake up. And they'll get up and, oh, our job is done. I think that transitions us from this song to the next song we picked, which is Celestial. Yes. So Celestial is featuring this cool guy named Joe Mustin. Yep. And we've talked about him a lot on this podcast. Dude, how? Because you know what happened? Like, I asked you. We were editing our last episode, and I said, hey, who is this Joe Mustin guy? What's he from? What, our album of the year episode? When we were editing it, I asked you because I was listening to Mm -hmm. this song, and I really liked Mm -hmm. it. I asked you, 
And you're like, Advent, duh. They? Yeah. I mean, he's been on like almost every Sleeping Giant album. Yes. Yeah. And he's just, he's just been on a lot of stuff, right? Very influential. He was in a band called Beloved. He was the drummer slash screamer. Yes. Beloved was a big hit for my generation, I'll say. Maybe a generation and a half, half a generation above me. Sure. Uh, I mean, he went from that to Advent, which, awesome band. Saw them at Furnace Fest. A lot of Jesus talk. Super awesome. Like, it was a great time. I, I was, like, standing in the back of the shed. Not the back, just right in the middle, right? Where I thought, you know, this is where the sound guy's at. This has to be the best spot. Right. And I found myself, every song, like, moving ten rows of people closer. Like, mm. oh, this is good. Gotta get closer. Oh, this is good. I gotta get closer. That's cool. Anyway, great. Uh, a lot of fun. But another fun thing is he was the drummer for The Almost for, like, eight years. What? I didn't yeah. know that. After Southern Weather. Anyway, to this song, vocals, I think he made the song. Like, I, I think the song's really cool because uh, the way Tommy sings is a little different with than the Absolutely, other songs. Yeah. It adds he adds inflection and actually sings some parts uh, where instead of like a kind of like a chant or like a holding Drone. a note, I felt like he actually sang stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and it's hard, like, for the chorus part, like, it's hard to hit that sometimes when you're trying to sing along. So that's the OB. So you're still too low. That's <laughs> I'm too low. Like, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> and so, like, you're trying to sing along in the car, like, okay, there it is. But, like, yeah, it is totally different. And I, I like it. I think it's it's definitely one of my favorite songs on the album. Uh, 100% Joel Mustin is fantastic love the way he screams yep so good yeah and i i like the song because it's like a congregational worship yeah it's like you know celestial beings bow down before god right angels yeah. bow yeah. and then he says terrestrial like earthlings yeah earth people bow down and be made whole like everybody is going to bow yeah i mean pretty simple concept and the rest is like kind of talking about how holy god is and you know, magnify, glorify, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I like that concept too. Cause like the idea of like terrestrial, like we don't really use that as often or I don't. Yeah. We always use extraterrestrial, like thinking of outside, right? Uh -huh, outside. Uh -huh. But like terrestrial, like us beings yep. on this earth. And so I thought it was a really cool, uh, a way to show that everything celestial and terrestrial are bowing before the throne. So cool. Yeah. So cool. Yep. yep. And I love Joe's part. Uh, I like how he, there's like a talking part that my first time hearing this, it was not on good quality. Yeah. Uh, so uh, not that the song wasn't on, I mean, I was on my phone, I think like taking a shower or something. And I was like, I have no idea what he's saying. It is just <laughs> yes. drowned out. Like yeah. I hear nothing. And I really want to know what he was saying, but listening like really loud down here in the basement or like in the car, like with like this, because uh, Tommy's singing at the same time. In a lot of it, the back. Is, and, yeah. yeah. And so you kind of just hear him kind of start and be like, you know, kind of that sleeping giant, like we're going to chant some words. He's like magnify, glorify, creation reordered. Right. And I, I really like that there was like this talking piece, and that was that was pretty cool. <clears throat> and at the same time, Tommy's singing this like high reverb, 
the Lord of Heaven's army shine. Yeah. It's just a cool part. It's like a really cool bridge after like the chorus has been done like three times and you're like, I get it. <laughs> Celestial beings. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah. The the part, yeah, you're talking about the talking part. Like that's to me, I was like, oh, we're it's sleeping giant. Preach core lives. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like so in that that's like not the first time I thought of sleeping giant in the album, but that was like this, this could be a sleeping giant song. Yeah. It for sure could be, you know, and just the way that it, it goes back and forth and really cool. One of my favorite songs for sure. Yeah. That bass guitar tone that just starts. Oh like, my gosh. It's just like, bah. This, this song is really... And I, we're not talking about Joe Holt very often, very much in this episode. But he's really good. Yeah. Right? Like, he is really good at what he does. I mean, yeah, it's so, he's, it's the sound of the stuff, right? The music behind this is perfect for what it is. Like, yes. For this sound. Like, like I was saying, if you just have three seconds to listen to any piece of any of these songs, you immediately know, like, that is the sound... The yeah. guitar tone and then this like reverb heavy singing, right? Plus harsh vocals and whatnot. Like it's just like this new hardcore yeah. vibe. And I'd love to see a whole like year or two worth of copycats. Yeah, sure. Like and see what comes out of it. Yeah, yeah. And see where see if this is like a dead end hardcore thing or if this is gonna There's be like a new wave of hardcore yeah. worship. I think, too, like the idea that you could get a mosh pit to start after Meet Me Somewhere Quiet. Celestial me After, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and there's no way, like, you go to a show that people are not going nuts during those parts because it's like, I feel it. Like, it's just like, this is great. And I I, I like what he did with it. Like, he, pr- he got a lot of free reign, I assume, and... There's parts where it's like, I want to bust down the door. So are you throwing haymakers at your brothers in Christ? Yeah. Literally, and I I think I said this before, hands up in praise, Nexus elbow to the back. Better watch out. <laughs> right? You're going to get rocked. You got some sweet moves, Dad. Okay. I wish people could see <laughs> oh, your <thanks>. sweet moves. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you go back to it and you're, you're praising God again. And then boom, haymaker, haymaker, yeah. roundhouse kick. Boom. <laughs> like. All right. I, and I really hope. And if they go, to, here's here's my deal, Gary. If they go to Furnace Fest this year, I'm going. Is there ever? They're 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 married. They're doing their own things. This was not like what they need to do. They've already done this before. The music thing. Are they ever going to play live again? If they do like this one big festival, probably not. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I think that's it for Celestia, right? You have other notes? I'm I'm good on that. And I think that brings us to our last song, Saint 
Dismas. Gary, to Tyler, I, be, I being the person that doesn't know, and I feel weird now that I didn't know, looked up St. Dismas and who he was. Okay. And then right away, I see all this like other in the Wikipedia or whatever, or in media, mm-hmm. and it says, also named for the rock band or whatever, Dismas with a, with a Z. With a Z, yeah. And I thought of you, because you Aww. showed me them many times, and we rocked passion glory redemption Redemption, passion passion, glory glory all Mm -hmm. the time and because you liked it so much i also really like it too oh good it's a jam dude it really is and that's what i thought about but i also learned who saint dismas was for the first time well i knew who the penitent thief was okay yes i just didn't know he was Uh, had a name right because it comes from other texts in a sense but like it makes a lot of sense, obviously, with the lyrics. So I think you can start this bad boy out. <laughs> so yeah, to to let, let's focus on that. Dismas is the name of one of the two thieves. Yeah, supposed yeah. name of one of the two thieves on the cross sure. next to Jesus. So whenever it's talked about, that is what people assume. He is not mentioned in the Bible, in he, the canonical the name, Bible yeah, we yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. He is just known as the thief. Right. One yeah. of the two thieves, the one who believes in God at the end. Not the other one. He has yeah. a name too, Gretis or something like that. Don't remember. But anyway, the name comes from an apocryphal book or writing from it, which takes place 200 years after the events that the book is about happen, which is why it's given a grain of salt, right? It's sure. not included in the Bible because how can you write these things as facts 200 years after they've happened, right? Whatever. But when people say the name Dismas, they associate with that guy, St. Dismas. And that's a Catholic thing calling him saint dismas and orthodox thing and orthodox thing i guess yeah saints they're in there but the point of this song is none of that it is this person dismas's perspective on the cross dying and this song is featuring nothing left yeah which is like is a band right featuring a band so it's not just the the vocalist right i would assume i don't know man i maybe they just is ryan latrue also jamming from what i see in here is uh, of who is involved it sounds like it was just the singer in the credits of it anyway (laughs) but you're you i have no idea maybe there's more involved than just him right right ryan is the guitarist in the band he's also the producer and then dannon is on there too and that's their actual singer right originally from a bullet for pretty boy but Nothing left is like a, a super group that yeah. is really great. If you like, if you like this song, you should go check out their album because it's pretty similar. Yeah, 
Uh, but it's like a group of people from Four Today, Silent Planet, Take It Back with an exclamation mark, and A Bullet for Pretty Boy. Yeah. It's great. It's fun stuff. It's Ryan's band. It's uh, Tyler, what are your thoughts on this song? So I I like it a lot, especially after like diving in and seeing like this is, you know, about the thief and just unworthy. Like that is the point, right? Yeah, and That's they the gave point. our friends in Unworthy a shout out. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Dennis, Jordan, this is about you guys. No, it's not. The whole song's point, though, Gary, I mean, which is, I assume, why the band Unworthy is called Unworthy, is, yes, Dismas is unworthy. He's dying for his crimes Mm -hmm. on the cross. He's being crucified, right? That he is guilty of. Guilty of. He did it. And he knows Mm -hmm. he did it, right? And he knows he has to pay for it. Um, But he says and believes in, in Jesus as the Messiah and says, remember me. And Jesus says to him, today you'll be in paradise. Yep. That small picture of the thief on the cross is us, is our salvation. We are unworthy. We do not bring anything to the table except for our sin. Yep. We we don't bring anything. And, And so it's really an awesome picture. I've always thought about that, right? Like the idea of the thief being on the cross and... Every single person there, Jews of the time, right? The Romans, the Gentiles. other thief on the cross next to him. Mocking him. Are yes. mocking him, are making fun of him, yeah, are yeah. throwing insults. Except for Dismas, who yeah. believes and knows. And in that moment, it doesn't matter because he has faith in Jesus. That. As you're dying, being crucified. I, I really like this song for exactly what you're saying, right? It's it's this, all the lyrics in this is like, he's saying, you're the king who came to serve. I will get what I deserve. I'm just a crook. I'm nothing else. And he says, you are Christ. Yeah. You And that he is not guilty. I'm going to follow you all of my life, whatever's <laughs> left of it. For Dismas, not much. Right. He said, even when there's nothing left all my life, like, I don't know. Like the song is just like this. It just focuses on this unworthiness. I've done nothing. I deserve nothing. I am guilty. There's this man dying here who did nothing wrong. Yeah. He's completely innocent and people mock him and he's, and they're like, you know, calling him the King of the Jews as an insult. Sure. And he's saying, Oh King, remember me. Yeah. Like, it's just it's the lyrically it's goosebumps you know like it's great song and i think it's a great way to end the album too with with like this full unworthy mindset yeah and as not comforting as it sounds it is comforting we don't mean much we're small we're insignificant god doesn't need us it's not about us at all and if anyone shows that it's dismiss he had no peace, no rule, no, you know what I mean? There was nothing there besides the fact that he had faith in Christ. Yeah. He had nothing but the cross he was nailed to. Right? That was it. So it's not like a money thing. It's not a status. It's not who you know. Nope. And it would be really easy to also mock, right? Like the, the other dude yeah. that's dying too is like, get yeah. us off this. If you're really the, if you're really the Messiah, like yep. save us. Yep. And yep. he doesn't do that. He repents. And he believes like it's evident by his faith. And it's just, it's, it's a really, 
really good reminder to us that yeah. we are unworthy, just like Dismas, and God saved us. And I think this is arguably the heaviest song on the album. I would agree. I think it is. The, yeah, I think it is the heaviest. I do like also that nothing left said nothing left. <laughs> do they? <laughs> yeah, like I like that's pretty cool. Going back to the beginning on the album, the Orthodox Cross, the bent cross part, the footrest. Yeah. Supposedly is pointing up to the right side where Dismas the thief was, was right. crucified and down to the other thief um, or whatever, right? And so it also represents in that cross the unworthiness of mankind, right? The idea that we are not worthy, but God saves. And so I think there's that's a pretty cool piece to that too. Yeah, and to cool. end it with Dismas um, in relation to that, it's pretty cool. So I think that wraps up the whole album and our kind of review of what we liked, right? You know, and as we're like wrapping this up, I, I'm like, why didn't we do more songs as we're two hours in? <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> whatever. But like, I think like for me, and I'm going to say this, this is one of my favorite albums of recent releases in the last five years. I will say this. I did not buy the vinyl when it came out and I thought this will not be album of the year for sure. Yeah. And I thought I just not a fan after digging into it and actually listening and spending time on stuff and seeing it as a heartfelt worship uh, with very heavy elements to it. I've grown to like it a lot and I have bought the vinyl. <gasps> Gary, that makes me happy. Yeah. But it's still not your, it's still not your album of the year, but that's Okay. But we'll we'll see. It's I think okay. we got an exciting year ahead of us. So. I th- yeah, I think so too. And I think we both like it, it's like you said. Is this going to start some sort of genre that maybe we see? Is this mm-hmm. going to have other bands dabble in this idea of um, being worship hardcore? You know. So I I I like what we got going here. I'm all about new things even if it takes me a little bit of time to get into it. And I mm-hmm. think that's what this was for me. It's something different and I'm excited for it. And I love the way it made me feel. And I think that's the biggest deal too. This album made me feel stuff and it made me think about my life and it made me think about my relationship with God. Yeah. Well, and it's not just you that likes it, right? After one week they have, they posted all their like stats on the billboard. Yeah. And it's like number one top Christian slash gospel albums. Number 10 top new artists. Like number 15 current hard music albums. And number 42 in indie label current albums. Like they're on the billboard in four different categories. People like them. In a week. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's tons of people that are like, whoa, I didn't know Christian music could be this heavy. And it's like, okay, first, where have you been? (laughs) But I mean, yeah, I, I think it's opening it's opening hardcore up to be to be more mainstream, right? Which isn't a bad thing, and it brings more people maybe into the scene, yeah, right. And it, it's just it's it's fantastic, and I think other people like even on our Discord, before we even said we were doing this episode, they asked when are you guys yeah. gonna do Holy Name because a lot of people are into it, you yeah. know, uh, which is awesome. And I hope we get more. Are we going to get more Holy Name, or was this just a one-album thing? Are we ever going to see him live? That's to be determined, but I'm all in for it. I'm ready. So I want to wrap up by thanking our patrons for supporting us. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support us, buy us a cup of coffee by joining our Patreon. Yes. 
And if you want to be part of the conversation and join a community of like-minded people, join our Discord server, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. And yeah, thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. See you. Thank you for listening.